and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going now? Yeah, not bad. How about you? Yeah, same old, same old. Same old. Uh, yeah, we just had our opening last oh, nice. Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. No, not bad. Yeah. I wasn't there. That's yeah. what I heard. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, oh yeah, speaking of which, we haven't done our um, Dungeon and Dragon for a while. Oh yes, we started it and then yet to continue it. Yeah, I think we we was in Chapter 2, was it? Yeah, it's, it takes a few days, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty yeah. fun, I don't know, but yeah. I was still pretty noob as uh, the DM, so. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, my friend uh, told me that, you know, this his, his friend who also do... Uh, who also a DM mm. was like having like sound effect and all these like in his phone ready to play oh. whatever. Very like, master. Uh, very good. Yeah. Just like uh, Gargoy King oh, in yes. uh, Riverdale. Real. Yeah. Man, seriously, is this Riverdale? I don't know where is it going. Are you still watching? Yeah, I think I've watched, I'm hooked in too far to mm. like stop watching it. Yeah. Is that you as well? Or? Well, yeah. So yeah. like, uh, I don't know, like. I, I can't enjoy it. I, I I don't enjoy yeah. it as much as the first season. Yeah. But then I just like oh, I just gotta watch it. Just gotta, just gotta watch it. Just yeah. just like sort of like Arrow, but I actually did drop Arrow last oh. end of last yeah. season. Flash I actually haven't watched since after the break, so the, I don't know what's. Oh, the Christmas break. Yeah. Oh, so okay, okay. Yeah. Was it exciting last week? According uh, to. Uh, it was okay. Um, uh, I think man. it's picking up though, according to reviews. Okay. Okay. Um. So. Should be interesting to see what happens there. All right, I hope so. Yeah. Then his new speed speedster Speed that I should know about. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. Yeah. All right. Have you uh, watched the pharmacist? Oh Netflix? yes, done. I'm done? done. Have you watched? I haven't seen. Oh. No spoilers, please. It, Worth it? it or it's it's very uh, interesting. Well, I mean, you know, it's about the um, op- the opioid epidemic. Yeah. Same here in Australia. There's mm. no big deal, but the case that they were talking about interesting solid very okay. solid like would recommend the first episode i was sleepy though because you talk <laughs> about different stuff okay and then from second onwards it's like wow damn yeah it's like really good and they talk about um you know the oxycontin the medication and yeah. the company do that mm-hmm. well this this thing not really a spoiler i can just tell you this okay it's not really a spoiler so okay. you know the company that make uh oxycontin in u.s yeah it's called purdue pharma yeah and the one that do in Australia is called Main Pharma, Main is it? Pharma. Yeah. So something like that. Those different, mm. different name, but it's actually same. Oh, it's just like a it's. Um, I think it's market. ten or fifteen board member from the American one. They yeah. come to Australia and they make this company. Oh, okay, so it's like a sub it, section. Uh, I don't know what's yeah. the. I don't know the term, but yeah. it's sort of similar. It's the same people. Okay, same much. people. Yeah. yeah, same people. But yeah, watch it. It's really good. Alrighty. Um, what am I watching now? Can't remember. Something exciting. Oh, Parasite, the winner of the Oscar. Oh yeah. Have you watched it? I haven't. Uh, Would recommend as well. Definitely recommend. Okay. Definitely, it's good from the first minute. Ooh. It's first. First minute. First minute. Sixty seconds. It's very funny. Okay. Oh, I I might overhype it. Anyway, oh, okay. let's talk about this week's topic. So, probiotic. Have you, uh, what's your opinion? Opinion? Uh, I feel like depending on how you use it or who's using it for what, it can be quite effective. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing being in pharmacy, you've seen it's fair, a 
effectiveness on people. Yes, yeah, I mean, I personally use probiotic myself, mm-hmm. but I. So what happened was I was taking doxycycline. Oh yes. For the acne. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, patient privacy right there. <laughs> um, and then you know because doxycycline is antibiotic, and you have yep. to take it pretty long term mm. to get rid of it. Um, so I start getting a lot of um, upset stomach, a lot of gas, things like that. So I was taking, I got a friend who is naturopath, mm. um, told me about taking this Saccharomyces boulardii. So it's, it's a probiotic, but it's a yeast-based probiotic. And then I take that after a couple of days, all the symptoms gone. Oh. So, I mean, it's, it's effective, yeah. but you've got to take the right type of probiotic for the right uh, indications. All right, so Ishan, you want to start on the yep. probiotic? So the enteric gut flora contributes to gastrointestinal health, and so basically disrupting that can be associated with many disease states. So like a simple example is when you're taking antibiotics, that's disrupting your gut flora. So taking the probiotics helps put the good bacteria back into your gut. So probiotics are live bacteria found naturally in your gut, as well as select foods and supplements. So the probiotics can be found in fermented foods and cultured milk and are widely used in preparation for infant food as well. So the other way, the other thing they're also known as is the healthy, friendly bacteria. And so they can give you multiple beneficial properties. So the human gastrointestinal tract is the host to over 500 bacterial species, as well as less described virums. The gut flora form a virtual bioreactor facilitating digestion, nutrient provisions, and they shape your immune system as well. So here's a fun fact. Our intestinal bacteria weigh up to one kilo, and bacterial cells outnumber human cells 10 to 1. Jeez. So one kilo is bacterial. Uh, yeah. yeah. So nutritional factors include several uh, vitamin Bs, vitamin Ks, folate, and short-chain fatty acids also produced by these bacteria and up to 10% of an individual's daily energy needs to be derived by the byproducts of bacterial fermentation. So the gastrointestinal uh, gut flora is also critical for normal immune system development. The mechanisms by which probiotics exert benefit uh, varies by specific probiotic strains and likely depend on the clinical indication. So therefore, if you've got an antibiotic prescribing, um, the clinical use of probiotics should focus on matching the probiotic strain and dosage to whatever the condition is being used for. So the number of good bacteria in your microbiome can be imbalanced. Um, This can be done by a wide range of lifestyle factors. So this includes excessive alcohol intake, uh, consuming too much dietary fat, eating a low fiber diet, excess stress, exposure to toxic substances and eating too many processed and unhealthy foods Do I see. You, does that tick off any of your boxes uh, well I don't drink a lot of alcohol mm. I mean occasionally, occasionally when I have yeah. steak, but steak that's just healthy yeah uh, I eat a lot of fiber that's good uh, stress oh yeah quite stress so maybe that's one of them that's you know, probably wedding it. stress uh, yes um, too much dietary fat um, not mm-hmm. really very healthy mm, now. Healthy, that's good. Um, exposure to toxic substances, I don't know, I don't think so. Mm. Un, too many processed unhealthy. Oh, I do eat spam and bacon. So oh, yeah. Did you clear it. out the uh, Singaporean 
supermarket. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely it was me. Yep. All right, so um, let's talk a bit about history first before we move on to the um, current world. So the word probiotic is actually derived from Greek, which meaning for life, and had several different meaning over the years. It was first used by Lilly and Stilwell back in 1965 to describe substances secreted by one microorganism, which stimulate the growth of another. So, I mean, the usage of probiotic has been for a long time. Back in thousand years ago, with like fermented food, but back in 1899, Henry Tisler, a scientist at the Pasteur Institute in Paris, France, uh, reported. A Y-shaped bacteria in the intestine of a breastfed infants. He called the organism bifidobacteria, which uh, which is a singular for bifidobacterium, which is one of the common strain uh, of probiotic nowadays. So bifid literally means fork into two parts or branches. Tisler reported that infants with bifidobacteria have uh, in their digestive tracts had fewer gastrointestinal problems evidenced by fewer diarrhea illness. And then we got Eli Menshnikov, a Russian scientist, also in the same uh, institute as well, was studying the lactic acid bacteria. It was known that the breakdown of dietary protein by Clostridia, um, one of the bacteria normally found in the digestive tract, produced some substances toxic to the human body, uh, including ammonia, phenols, and other compounds. A typical of intestinal auto intoxication. Um, uh, Michnikov observed that rural dwellers in Bulgaria lived to very old age, despite extreme poverty and harsh climate. They had an average lifespan much greater than wealthier European, and he noted that they drank a lot of fermented milk products. So there's a lot of probiotic in it, mm-hmm. uh, and he looked so. into that and named the organism uh, uh, Lactobacillus bulgarius. So a fair bit of evidence. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, this is a very fun story. Not mm-hmm. sure if you know. So back in World War I, mm-hmm. um, there, there was a huge case of um, uh, like dysentery uh, in, among German soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one soldier's even though he got the bacteria, he doesn't have the symptoms at all. Oh! So what they did was they extract his poop, <laughs> okay, and make it into probiotic. Oh, and actually, nice. Hitler was using that for his um, uh, IBS back in the day as well. Oh, okay. And they still selling it until now. Oh, and uh, we will talk about that strain later yep. on. But it's called Escherichia coli nissel nineteen seventeen. So yeah. 1917, that yeah. is during the, the, year. the yeah. First World War. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then, yeah. And then after they figure out that using his poop to mm. make probiotic, all the German soldiers are fine. Oh, nice, nice. Very interesting. Um, okay, so what types of bacteria are in the probiotics? So pro- probiotics can contain a variety of microorganisms, but the most common are bacteria that belong to the groups called lactobacillus, and bifidobacterium. So the other bacteria may also be used as probiotics, and so may um, like yeast such as Saccharomyces. Saccharomyces boulardii. Oh, boulardii yeah, the one a, that you mentioned yeah, at the start. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Yeah, but it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. No doubt. 
So different types of probiotics may have different effects. For example, so if you've got a specific kind of lactobacillus to help prevent an illness, it doesn't mean that another kind of lactobacillus um, or any of the bacterium probiotics would do the same thing. Okay, yep. So the most common probiotics, so the most common species um, consume probiotics are strains of two main species. These species are also the most studied of probiotics. So bifidobacteria, this species of bacteria is commonly used in foods and supplements. Um, It's thought to support the immune system, limit the growth of harmful bacteria in the intestine, and help in the breakdown of lactose and nutrients that the body can use. So uh, lactobacillus is the other one. This species of bacteria produces lactase, the enzyme that breaks down lactose or milk sugar. These bacteria also produce lactic acid. So the lactic acid helps control the population of bad bacteria and also serves as muscle fuel and increases the body's absorption of minerals. Um, Lactobacillus bacteria is also found naturally in the mouth, small intestine, and the vagina. Okay, so those are the two main species of the probiotic, but Mm -hmm. within each of them, there's a few other strains as well. So the common ones are the bifidobacteria animalis, uh, which is the strain is an ingredient in the um, Danone yogurts Activia products. This is an American product. Mm-hmm. It's helpful in aiding digestion and fight, fighting foodborne bacteria. It also helps boost your immune system. The Bifidobacterium brief, this strain lives in your digestive tract and in the vagina. Uh, it fights off infection causing bacteria or yeast. Uh, it helps your body absorb nutrients by fermenting sugars. It also breaks down plant fibers and make it digestible as well. The third one is Bifidobacterium lactis. This is derived from raw milk. Um, this can be found quite common in the Nestle probiotic infant formula. Um, and it's also served as starter for buttermilk, cottage cheese and other cheese. Uh, we've got Bifidobacterium longum. Uh, it lives in your gastrointestinal tract. And then we've got Lactobacillus acidophilus. This strain found in small intestine and in the vagina. Um, and we've got Lactobacillus ruteri. This strain is found in the intestine and mouth. Um, it, while there's one study showed that it decreased the oral bacteria that caused tooth decays. So basically lower ruteri, the higher chance of tooth decays. Yep. It also helped with the digestive system as well. Um, do you realize in the pharmacies, every time that I say, oh, you might want to take some probiotic, people will be like, oh, I can just take, take yogurt. yogurt with that. Yeah. Or Yakult. Yeah, Do you Yakult. remember that from oh. the exam? Yeah. We did in third year. I think I got that question wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because at that time, I didn't know what's Yakult. Yeah. Yeah. I think you asked in yeah. the middle of the exam, you're like, what's Yakult? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well... We, I think we have similar product in Vietnam, but it doesn't yeah. call Yakult, it calls something else. Different brand, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But it tastes the same. Yep. Um, so, lactic acid producing bacteria have been used for centuries in food fermentations, and many yogurts contain live active lactobacillus cultures and are considered functional food products. However, n- most of them are not considered as probiotic, sort of, because um, they don't have the adequate amount of live uh, probiotic inside it so normally inside a yakult or yogurt have about millions mm-hmm. of the um, uh, bacteria but in the probiotic product we're talking about billions here so that's yeah. 
a lot lot more so those are the amount that you need for it to be effective um so but some of the i mean yogurt still need to be consumed because it's helped with like improve lactose tolerance mm. and provision of protein vitamin d calcium because they have other stuff inside okay. as well yeah so how long do people need to take it so many probiotic strains don't colonize the gut um and aren't no longer recoverable in the stools about one to four weeks after stopping consumption so the probiotic product um, does not change the gut's overall bacterial composition, but instead alters the gene expression patterns um, relevant to the carbohydrate metabolism in your body's um, gut microbes. So if sustained benefit from a probiotic is desired, you need to continue consumption um, most of the time yeah. in this situation. Normally you have to take for like quite a long time, at least six months to six months. 12 yeah. months, like that. sometimes years. Even with like when you take um, antibiotics, mm. so you'd continue that probiotic long after you've finished um, yep. the course of antibiotics. Yeah, one thing to note as well, uh, just in case we forget, so let's say you're on antibiotic and you mm. want to take probiotic, make sure you space them out two hours, two hours in between. Yep. So you take your antibiotic, you wait two hours and you take mm. your probiotics. Because you don't want it get, getting wiped out yep. by the antibiotics. So there's many studies regarding the efficacy of probiotic on it. So there are a couple of conditions that people have done a lot of study on it. So the first one is acute onset of infectious diarrhea. So data suggests that the benefit of probiotic in preventing acute infectious diarrhea is quite modest. Um, and lactobacillus rhamnosus, GG, uh, also we call LGG, lactobacillus reuteri and lactobacillus casei all have shown quite a good benefit. Cool. So the other one is antibiotic-associated diarrhea. So uh, antibiotics are, as you know, commonly used in children's, um, even adults, and diarrhea can develop in about 20% of those who are using it. So the studies shown using the lactobacillus um, rhamnosus GG and S. bullardi produced the most convincing results. So in the adult population, probiotics also appears quite effective in that same combination. Um, again, spacing it out by a couple of hours. Yeah, uh, just another note on that one. So the best way to do it is normally you take Asbulati first mm. for about a month and then you take your LGG. LGG. Okay. Uh, the next one is Clostridium difficile associated, uh, associated diarrhea, uh, or we call it CDAD, is a common um, medical condition which typically linked to antibiotic-induced disturbance. Uh, but sometimes it's not even induced by antibiotic as well. Um, there have been a lot of study on it, but the current guideline expert opinions state that the existing data are not sufficient to justify the usage of probiotic in this condition. So the next one's irritable bowel syndrome, also known as IBS. So it's characterized by symptoms of abdominal pain and altered bowel habits, which can occur for at least three months. So the evidence of benefit isn't as strong as the previous ones to support the general recommendations of probiotics. However, the benefit appears greatest for bifidobacteria species and certain combinations of probiotics, which include bifidobacteria species rather than the single species of lactobacillus uh, probiotics. Interesting. And the last one that I was talking about is the inflammatory bowel disease. So the evidence points to the intestinal microbiome being a key player in the developments and perpetrations of these conditions. Um, 
so there's Crohn's disease and also there's a uh, uh, ulcerative colitis. That's uh, two main types in IBD. So probiotic use in the management of Crohn's disease is not supported by the current available data. Trials have found that um, LGG or other lactobacillus not superior to placebo. Um, and in terms of ulcerative colitis, study have shown. Uh, uh, the study have examined the induction of remissions and maintenance of uh, these conditions um, and it say that the ECN which is a Escherichia coli nissel, the 1917 the one the poop one the poop from the Nazi soldier uh, if you take it about 200 milligram a day it has a similar efficacy to 1500 milligram of mesalamine for maintaining mm-hmm. UC in remission okay which is interesting yeah and probably that's why um Hitler was using it. Yeah. Apparently, it's very effective. Okay. Um. You know, as other medication, they mm-hmm. always be side effect. Yep. So probiotics do have an extensive history of safe use. So, like we discussed earlier about the poop one, or even thousands of years ago, um, it's been used by fermented um, foods. So, it is safe, um, particularly in healthy people. However, there have been a few studies um, that have looked at the safety of the probiotics in details. Um, so the risk of harmful effects from probiotics is greater in people with severe illnesses or compro- um, compromised immune systems. So when probiotics are being considered for high-risk individuals such as premature infants or seriously ill hospital patients, the potential risks of probiotics should be weighed against their benefits. Um, possible harmful effects of probiotics could include infections, production of harmful substances by the probiotic microorganisms, and the transfer of antibiotic-resistant genes from probiotic microorganisms to other microorganisms in the digestive tract. So that especially is for those with the compromised immune system. Um, Some probiotic products have been reported to contain microorganisms other than those listed on the label. So it's very important that when you're purchasing or obtaining um, probiotics that you make sure you know exactly what's in there and what each of them do. That's right, yep. And then there's another thing that people always ask about is prebiotic. Are mm. they the same as probiotic? Mm. So even from the name, it sound different already. So yep. prebiotics, not the same. They are non-digestible food component that selectively stimulate the growth or activity of desirable microorganisms. So there's a few examples. So we got the uh, chicory root. Mm. We got the dandelion greens, uh, Jerusalem artichoke. There's a bit more inulin Mm -hmm. that's another name of it Uh, so pretty much a lot of fiber that are prebiotic Um, so what we can do is uh, make sure you don't just you know go to pharmacy and grab any random probiotic without talking to your doctors or pharmacists about it because as we mentioned some strains do this specific thing other strain might not do it so have a chat with them see what they say Um, people with uh, compromised immune system as well can't just take probiotic unless getting the okay from the doctors um do you have anything else Um, no it's in a capsule yep that's Mm. a probiotic in the capsule um if you have any questions feel free to email us at contact at breakingthecapsule.com or follow us on our socials and um we'll see you guys next week next week yeah see you then
All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.